Hello. Good morning. Nice. Good morning. Just finishing my breakfast. Yeah, it's early for you, huh? Mm. It's not that early. It's almost 10 o'clock. Day's already oh. over for me. What time is it there? 7 p.m. Yeah. What's going so what's going on? What's going on? All sorts of stuff. Yeah. It hasn't been a very musical week, actually. Were you, were you expecting it to be a musical week? Uh yeah, it's not over. It's not over yet. I have a, I have all day. Uh yeah. Just business, you know, accounting, taxes, mm -hmm. computer. I fixed my I fixed my laptop for the second time this week it went inside not the second time this week but the second time i fixed this laptop so yeah yeah it, it worked it does work yeah yeah Good. so yeah the uh uh as you say you know um people think we're whatever they think that we're actually doing <laughs> we're really we're really doing the books and uh getting out the screwdrivers Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of like surprised um, at how the perception of work and time and what can be so different from person to person. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I sometimes feel like I'm I'm not doing anything, but I'm still doing a lot. I guess you know what's weird too is um we used to have more space and you kind of need that you know it's true it's a it's a tricky it's a tricky thing mm. we're so used to filling up everything now and uh it's, it's tricky yeah it is tricky like i i have sort of like uh, i got sucked into that even like Let's say from when I was, I don't know, not even 15, right? Something like that in the mid eighties when computers became a thing. And, uh, and then like in the early nineties, emailing started for me and, and that, that really was the end and the start. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know. I've been thinking about it a lot. This, I've been thinking about it a lot the last couple of months. Cause I feel like my, my brain has, has changed in the last year you know in the last year yeah 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 i mean in i don't even really way? Think about how much hours of the day i'm connected to some kind of computer mm -hmm. uh it's tricky it's tricky yeah but I'm, I'm still surviving i mean the thing that's weird is that um you could argue that when you're on the computer, you're not, um, it, it, you're, you're, you're up, you've, um, what would you call it? You've like outsourced your, your, your thinking, you know, mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Your imagination, certainly, you know, if you, if you like look at pre, 
prepared stuff, which is what the internet is, right? It's content. Yeah. So you don't really have to, you don't have to generate it yourself. No, you just, you just, you just agree. You just agree with it. You know? And and you know, funny thing is, I was just browsing Instagram, and I came across like a, a profile that was called Amazing Basis or something like that, and then it had like a really super horny kind of no, just the instrument, no, no oh, playing, just, <laughs> just just a really corny looking, horrible, ugly, probably, I don't know, good sounding or not good sounding, but certainly not something you would want to play a bass. Then I was thinking, like trying to remember, okay, so so what did it feel like to actually desire such a thing? <laughs> you know? So and and what may it feel like to people so to other people? Like and here again, like here I'm 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 uh, being serious and, and loving when I say that, right? So kind of like what what is the kind of dream behind uh this this image that you see there, right? And like, and what draws it? That is the uh, that that's going to be the the fulfillment of what you're you're wishing for. Does that thing? Is that what you mean? Yeah, in a way. I mean, I don't I don't know if that is that would be the case or that that's what's behind it. But I know that there was a time when I was dreaming of a musical instrument, right? That I wanted to play, and when right, I right. like uh, this this funny thing is that. Um, you know, the, the, the Chapman sticks, they were all always, and the, also the war guitars, they had like natural finishes. Right. And, but in my, right. in my dream, I had a dream where there was, uh, uh, like a different kind of finish, like a, a solid finish in my dream. And, um, somehow like my, my life led me to, um, creating that instrument with a solid finish somehow. And so this is the kind of dream that I mean. Like So um, because you were talking about the internet and computers and stuff, and Instagram is sort of like a good example of that because it's only, it's it's 99% images. Like maybe you right. had a sentence or two underneath right. the image, but and you just kind of like browse through the images. And so that's why I was kind of like starting to think like what kind of, what kind of dream what kind of uh, need, right? Maybe it, psychologically be attached to that, to, 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 to starting to browse bases, right? Or, right. or even, even and this is kind of like funny, even like music lessons. Yeah. Right, the, t the top three scales you need to know in order to play the blues. <laughs> exactly. <right>? <laughs> <laughs> this one chord, yeah, I see that because I, I, I snoop around YouTube. Uh, and you know, my, uh, my feed is like, my YouTube feed is really funny because it's, uh, well, it's not political at all anymore now that we have a new president, but it would be like political, um, uh, jujitsu, um, you know, Shankarian analysis of, of the Ramones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny how how quickly the feed changes. Though uh, there was like one, I had like again like uh, another list kind of video, you know, that was listing like yeah. top seven. Uh, 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 I don't know, like ways to see that your partner is a narcissist or something like that, <laughs> right? right? And, I get and those after I've watched something about Trump. <laughs> really? 
<laughs> no, and, and I must have I must have clicked on one of those. And then since then I'm getting like like every other video in my in the on the starting page is something that looks exactly like that video. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it's a, it's it's really it's almost like our uh it's our associative brain, isn't it? Uh manifest out, out there, you know, for yes. us. Google's yes. Google's Google's taken our associative brain, which is yeah. it's pretty messed up if you think about it. Although in another way, it's kind of cool because you get these threads, right? You get these threads you can follow. Yeah, I think it's okay. I think it's okay. It's just that you need to kind of like learn to uh, to differentiate between what is being presented, you know, there from the outside. And and I think I'm pretty good at it because I've been in it for such a long time. Mm, like yeah. I've, so so I pretty much I'm still pretty good at at spotting a phishing email or like spam emails like like in in ten milliseconds, right? So that's kind of interesting like but I think for for younger people or older people like my parents like it's impossible for them to kind of like understand what's what yeah yeah you know and that's um it's interesting when I when I was living in New Mexico um and it's been a while now right before the turn of the the millennium uh there was a film festival there in in town and they had a they had a section on the film festival and they brought in some professors who were specialized in i don't even know if they call it that anymore but at the time it was like this crazy radical thing called media literacy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um which almost nobody had heard of and like how you and they, and they were they were pitching that this is the most critical skill of the the, the, the modern human like how to and, and i'm not just talking about the news but like how to take all of this stuff and be able to actually read it not have it just tell you how, how to think right which is essentially what what you learn what, what you study like if you study rhetoric or you study your language and how to how you you know how to how to make an argument manipulate an argument these are like arguments i mean they're ready made they're just they just give you a thought you know and you and you have it and uh, i've often wondered like and where am i on that spectrum i feel like i'm pretty far i'm pretty good you know, because we're in the media world, so we we know how much manipulation you can yeah. do. Mm -hmm. um, but even still, there's like super profound, uh, uh, deeper levels of manipulation that you want to be aware of. Just you want to have your own thoughts. You know, there there is the um, argument or idea in some, at least, like the humanistic uh, branches of psychology that. You can only really be manipulated if you, if you fully agree, mm -hmm. like if there's, you know, and, um, and I've, you know, I, I sometimes, anyway, like the only person I can talk about is myself. Like, I don't know how others do it, but there's, there's always like with, with anything on the internet, there's always this, uh, I don't. I don't really want to call it skepticism because I'm still curious. You know, it's not. It's like the the curious skeptic, maybe. Right? So and and anything I see, um, uh, I watch. I actively watch, or even just that flies by me. Sort of like 
goes through that filter of, you know, yes, I'm open, but at the same time, come on, you know, just, uh, you know, and, and I think what it does though, and this is, this is the negative part is it takes, it takes time to do that. Right. So like, sometimes you do want to, even if you just watch 10 seconds of a video that kind of like the way you then go, okay, no, I don't want, I don't, I know where this is going or whatever, but, but, but then if you, if you add all of that up, you know, it's like hours and hours and hours per day that yeah, you've, you've made decisions that you didn't really, or didn't really have to make in the first place or wouldn't have to make in the first place. If yeah, you weren't. We're, uh, you know, we're, um, uh, you know, independent, self-employed, you know, it, so many things could be potentially useful to us. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's an idea or a, th a thread that you could go down and, and could, could, um, connect it, it, you know either professionally or music making or creative wise or you know or, or you might meet somebody yes you, you know this is <laughs> so interesting it's so interesting it makes me laugh sort of like because i you know i'm, I'm just gonna say it okay <laughs> like when did i last come across something where i would say like this this has really really changed me or this has really kind of like left an impact that was important or where there was like a truth let's say like a new truth for me uh just doesn't happen like you know it, you know since i'm so much into like music theory and like you say uh riemann's <laughs> theory like of, it's all it's I've, I've done that i've all i've done that all i don't need to know what other people call it or whatever like i know more than them I, I really, I really do know more than them, mm. right? And and I've also developed developed a kind of like a different language to talk about even. But anyway, so so what happens is that like these these fields that I'm interested in, I'm sort of like already an expert anyway. Mm. So why do I spend the fucking so mm. uh, the time looking looking for that kind of stuff? Right? So well, is it possible that is it possible that um uh the the looking and obviously you know we've been in a pandemic for a year so yeah. you think do you think it's possible some of that is really um wanting to dialogue about it or yes. even the stuff wanting to dialogue with, with with you know what i mean like like um like the stuff wanting to the ideas wanting to dialogue with with some other input yeah for sure I, I think that's that's it and and then there's also the aspect of uh sort of approval i mean not not personal approval but approval of a theory or uh, approval of that, that there's somebody out there that has this has made the same discovery or you know stuff like that yeah i certainly think so and you're right yeah i i've i've forgotten that there's that we are in a pandemic I've, We've gotten that. I know that, that <laughs> makes me nervous that I might forget that. You know, you're you're reminding me of an experience I had similar, and and it's it's hard not to talk. It, it's hard not to talk this way without kind of sounding arrogant about it. But That's I was okay. out. I was out to dinner um, by myself, which I don't do very often. But I don't know when this was, or maybe yeah, it was it was before the pandemic, maybe two years ago. And I was just sitting there at this Thai restaurant, and this group of people came in. And they sat over next to me and I overheard somebody, you know, like 
like a key word just flew by. It was like, it wasn't overtone series or it was like the fourth harmonic or something. I was like, Bloop. <laughs> and I, then I, I thought that, and I kind of eavesdropped a little bit and they were going to some kind of concert right near the, uh, uh, the Cornish music school, which was around the corner um, where John Cage was in the old days. Mm-hmm. And um, they were saying some, somebody who was doing some kind of just intonation performance. It wasn't Harry Parch. You know, we had the Harry Parch instruments here in town, which I've gotten to see a few times, uh, but it wasn't that. And anyway, so it was um, a table of like maybe seven people. And um, this was so many interesting psychological dimensions going on. Mostly people, probably the people like maybe family or, or, you know, they were, most of them were just going to this concert for some reason, no particular reason, like maybe even the guy who was talking, he brought them or, you know, whatever they weren't. Uh, but there was one guy who was super knowledgeable about the, the intellectual theory of the, this uh, just intonation and the overtone series. And, 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 and he was kind of going on and he was trying to, you know, get them amped up and he was amped up about the performance and he was going through all the, you know, I was waiting for, I was waiting, I was kind of waiting for some, I was like, Oh, I could, I mean, I not only could I have this conversation, I could lecture on this conversation, but I was kind of waiting to see if some new, like he maybe had new information that I didn't know. And I kept waiting and nothing happened. And, um, you know, it was this thing of like, he's super excited. He wants to share his thing it's a unique relic, you know, it's a unique uh, world of information and experience. And, and I've been down that so much. And, I, and what was interesting to me was like, okay, I could dance circles around this guy. And then I, then I looked at myself and I thought, I've learned so much stuff. And I know like this whole area, I'm not, a, I'm not an expert, but I know people who are, if I have a question and I, I, I you know, I've been, I've been, I was sitting at that table like 40 years ago doing just that. But it, anyway, and then I thought to myself, what the hell does any of that do? Like, why do I, why do I even have that stuff? What, what, what do I get from that? What, what, what do I get from all that I've, I've studied and learned? And, and I didn't really have a good answer actually. <laughs> it was like, I just, I'm like filled up with all this stuff. And what do you end up with is, you can sit at a table and talk people talk to people about it who don't know about it. It was very strange. I don't know if I totally feel like that now, but it was just this really strange moment of like, man, I spent a lot of energy and time and and uh, um, mental, a lot of study time, learning something that actually I'm not even sure what the hell was it was for. I, think I mean, that's I, a- in a way, I I, I had to because when you get interested in something, I just kind of have to go for it, you know, but it's, it almost felt like, uh, I'm just collecting old bottles in the basement and like, here's a few of them on the overtone series. <laughs> you, you get what I mean. I'm exaggerating. Oh, no, I totally get what you mean. It's, I think it's genuine insight you had there. Uh, and like the, you, you experienced, uh, being alive in that moment. I think, mm-hmm. I think you did. Uh, this may sound like, uh, uh, very lofty to say that, but it really you experience what being alive means because 
as a human being, we do things that don't make sense. And we develop something like an interest, right? Who knows why? Because we need approval, we want approval, whatever. Like there's this, this like, you know, like traditionally uh, uh, in psychology, people try to find a reason, like they want to uh, answer the question why. I, th I think that... You mean a cause and effect? Yes, yeah. right. Like so, but, but really, I think it's just simply, you could simply say, uh, that's what humans do, right? Like humans develop an interest in something and, and humans sort of um, uh, give importance and, and value and uh, overall worth to um, intellectual activities or intellectual to knowledge or um, physical activities or that's, that's just what we do and that's what we are. And I think I think having having such a realization like is almost is feeling is actually feeling alive. You feel that you're alive when you're starting to understand that what you do has no purpose <laughs> in a way. I see what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. And of course, the hilarious thing was nobody at the table really gave a shit about what he was talking about. He and I maybe could have had an interesting conversation. <laughs> Uh, but, but we didn't. Yeah. 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 That's funny. I, you know, I can almost say, um, I don't, I don't really totally stand by this, you know, because there's things under there, there's the, um, even if you just go psych psychologically, not spiritually, whatever that means, but it just psychologically, you're driven by so many different forces. It's hard to say what force drove, drive, drove you. But there was definitely, when I was a, a kid, wanting to study music so that I could be one of those guys who had not the knowledge. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Not, not, mm -hmm. not, for, not for the actual playing and making of music. Um, you know, and, and there was a lot of that in, in, in university. In fact, it could be that's what goes on there. A lot. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of playing, but the the, the talking about it and um, making an argument. I mean, making an argument about music is just it's just an absurd thing, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to. You know, for me, I think really the initial initial fascination was the sound of the music, right? Like, I don't think there was anything behind it at the beginning, but then maybe. Yeah, it's I mean, after that, after after you see the power of you see the yeah. power of in the performance, but also uh, those who know. Yeah, you know, well, in, 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 a, in a way, it is also um, for me. It was probably a way not having to deal with, uh, or not. I don't want to say a feeling superior, uh, but kind of like not having to talk with the other people who didn't have such a um, um, field of interest in their life, you know, mm. like what I mean is like that is could be anything could be also other kinds of arts or whatever, or, you know, that's why I'm still still enjoying talking to people who are kind of like into like, even if it's like uh, bikes or, uh, you know, I would be very interested in talking to such a person because I know there's some sort of passion. And so, so maybe, maybe my, my passion for music is so that I didn't have to talk to people without a passion. 
<laughs> yeah. 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 It's a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like a separator, like you're uh, sieving out the. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think yeah and I, 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 um, you know, that is not enough to drive you to go through the whole university, <laughs> you know, but it was, there that's was, why, that's why I didn't. Yeah. 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 Maybe that's why I did. Who knows? <laughs> hey, I have, I have something a little left field for you. Okay. Uh, and let's just see where this goes. Um, I have a little, uh, um, I don't know if passion's the right word, but I have a, uh, this other thing that I'm really into. Uh, I'm just going to show you. This is where it started. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm really into this thing. And, and it's really fascinating, actually. It's, um, it's kind of my third, it's kind of like my third practice. There's like music, which really covers everything, but it's still, it can, it can, uh, it can get insulated, that world. Then there's jujitsu. And then there's like working with card magic. And you would think, let me, let me tell you why. There's, it's, it's so much like the other two. It's so much like the other two in so many ways. And I'm still working on that. In fact, it's, it's actually helped me kind of reconcile the differences between <clears throat> jujitsu and, and music because um, it's about performance, even though I haven't really done much performing at all. I've just been kind of studying and I originally got into it because of my hands, because my hands just got kind of cranky and, and stiff. So I thought, well, I'll just, I like playing cards. I'm just going to learn a few skills, right? And, 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 and then it kind of went on to um, a little bit studying um, like the theory behind music, uh, sorry, magic and how it, there's a whole body of study and, and expertise and it's super fascinating because um, there's there's always a story there's um, technical sometimes a lot of times there's technical uh, skills yes. and then there's this intense psychological aspect which is um, I mean just the skills are, are part is really fascinating because as musicians, um, at least nowadays, uh, you know, you're praised for your skills. So that tends to make um, you want to show your skills. Whereas if you're doing magic, you can't show your skills because then you look like you're being deceptive. So the really great guys, they hide all their skills. In fact, they may even have they usually have all sorts of like chops that they never show because it sets up the wrong psychology. Right. Mm -hmm. But then when you get into the, um, the, the real psychology is this thing about misdirection, which is so subtle. And, uh, and I'm still trying to get a grip on it myself, how you can, 
it's not just distraction, but you're giving someone some, you're managing their attention so that you can do certain things when you've sent their attention just slightly away and then you can do something, right? Um, it's super fascinating. And you're, you're, um, it's so much like jujitsu as well. Whereas like you're, you may try to, um, like say you're setting up, you're doing moves that look like you're going here, but actually you're trying to get them to respond in a certain way. And then you go somewhere else. And it's, it's, you know, bringing the analogy back to music, it's absolutely fascinating how, you know, depending on your, your aesthetic and what you like, I mean, the kind of things I like, and I'm sure obviously we're, we're somewhat similar is that you're, you're like how you move from one rhythm to another so that sure you can, you can make a hard cut. You can do anything a hard cut and you can do anything soft, but you know, how you move to another key, how you change the melody. It's, it's so, it's so similar, but different. So it's been really, it's, it's something I'm really into. Fantastic. You know, let me throw one more thing into the pot of these things, which is psychotherapy. Psychotherapy, from my perspective, is, is just like magic. It's just like card magic or stage magic. It's exactly the same thing. Like if you, if you kind of, I mean, it, it depends obviously which school you follow, but if you're working with, with uh, trances, for example, this is exactly what you do. You kind of distract somebody by doing something like what I just did. Like you don't finish the sentence, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, the other person goes into short trance trying to fill that space. Mm -hmm. You know, stuff like that. You can do, there, there are many, many ways to do that with language or with body language. And, um, and it's those moments where people were sort of like the, the doors open to the subconscious and you can sort of like help people, un you know, uncover, recover, and, and also then sort of like put new, new patterns into place. Right. It's, um, and these are, these are, these are skill sets. I mean, these are things you study and learn. These are things you can learn. Yes. Just like with, with anything else there, if you, if you have a talent for something, it, it really helps. Right? right. But yeah, you can, you can learn these things and people yeah. do, you know, I've been doing that for, for centuries. Right. So, and it's, um, it's super interesting. Like this, uh, there's one, a metaphor. I, I, I remember that I told you about this story that I'm telling about music theory, like with fifth and like the monks in Cologne starting to write down music and blah, blah, blah. So like this when we were talking about the overtone scale. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. And, um, and so part of that story also is that um, I'm, it's the story, right? In the story, trying to define what magic is, right? So magic is, and like the simplest way to describe what magic is, if you experience something unexpected, mm. right? And ideally that's something that is unexpected is sort of like opposite of what you would expect. So it's against the laws of uh, nature, for example, right? So right. You, you, there's an empty hat and you draw a rabbit out of it, right? Mm -hmm. So, and that's the surprise, right? So that's what the magic is. And right. yeah. so, and, and the reason why I use, why, why I'm telling this story in the context of learning to play a musical instrument is that you kind of like want to, the, the perfect technique, let's say, 
is, is you know, if you are capable, just like the stage magician who is able to do that, like, you know, like nobody sees how you do it because it's your skill. So nobody understands what kind of fingering you use or which notes you pick really because they, they go by so fast. They don't, and they don't give a shit, but they what they, but what they, but what they do get is the experience that's magic happened, right? Like there's something that, wow, what was that? I've never heard anything like that before, or I've never felt anything like that before, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I see there's like a big relationship between uh, uh, kind of like sleight of hand and and learning to play an instrument, and especially a touch instrument. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Like you yeah. want you want you want it to look not not that you want it to look in a certain way, but it just happens when you actually play it a lot and practice it a lot that. Uh, unlike where on a normal guitar, where you can kind of like always see people kind of like changing position, but this is something that just completely then kind of like gets sort of washed out out of the out of the picture with the touch instrument, and you sort of like you have a hard time kind of like understanding. So where does that note come from? And and in a way that happens with playing with Tony, where uh, with Stickman, right? When we have like does Marcus play the bass or does Tony play the bass now? And, and it's, right. it's, yeah, and I, I, well, find and I, I have, I mean, similar, similar ish for me. When I watch videos of myself playing, I have no I have fucking idea what's happening. Right. I don't, I, well, I can't like look at my fingers and, and I was there and it may even be something that that's, that's compositional. And I still like, it doesn't make any sense what's happening. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And and that's that's why like I have used this this idea of magic is when something that happens that nobody expects and then ideally like the like the like the god level magic right is when when you don't even mm, mm. expect it you know and when you are being surprised by what you do yourself right, right and right. that's that's the that's the kind of like uh level of technique that i'm interested in yeah yeah and that's you know at least that's where you and i are, are, are shooting for as musicians you know yes yeah. and 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 you know it's it and the, the funny thing is that uh, this kind of um practice can also be an end in itself because like who knows if there is such a thing like if you will ever get to that point right mm -hmm. but for me it was interesting to see that this, uh, and I, it's, like I have said this um, before in some other interview, but like reading an interview with with Fripp, with Robert and uh, John McLaughlin, right? In, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. and they were saying, like, yeah, you learn all the scales and then you forget them, right? Then you don't think about them at all anymore. And and for a long time that wasn't available to me, but then suddenly I was there. At that point, right? And so I was thinking, okay, so maybe there's even some there's some truth to my projection into the future that that I will even I will even get to the point where I don't need to um, where where I don't have to expect anything at all anymore mm. myself. So I where I will be always surprised. Mm. I I don't I don't know. I mean, I still have a few years. Well, I mean, that's kind of, I, think. I mean, in a way, maybe because of my age, but I kind of feel like that's where I hope we're all ending up. I, yeah. I, I you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it, 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 I, I, I have this feeling that there must be, uh, uh, 
when you get very near the end of your life and you know it's it's going to be more like um the innocence of being a kid yes you know but of course we've got all this this crap that we brought along the way which is useful and not useful but um you know in, in a certain way the more you have the bigger when you drop it the bigger the drop is right you know what i mean the bigger the bigger the the the, the the more expectations you can let go of, the more yes. the bigger, the bigger the thing is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so um, check this out. There is this really interesting thing that, 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 that magicians do. And I haven't quite figured out the analogy in music yet. I'm still playing around with it, but there's this thing about in the course of the trick, there's a, there's a storyline, whether there's actual story put on top of the trick or not, but there's a, there's a story, um, you know, like we'd say the chord changes go by or whatever, you know, there's a structure, there's a structure to the trick and there will be spot. Let's say there's spots where you've done something, uh, um, in order to make the trick work, that's a little bit exposed. Mm -hmm. and, and, a, and a clever person might say, they might not say, Oh, I saw you do that. But they might say that was weird and then they have a little something stuck there right like a little a little mark is made so what and it, that's just part of the trick like you have to do a particular thing to set it up or whatever and so you try to you try to do those things either before like if you can before it makes any sense like you've moved the four a you pulled the four aces out and you put them on the top of the deck but nobody really knew exactly what you were doing because the trick hadn't started so you can do those things so they don't make too much of a mark but one of the uh, one of the fascinating things that will happen is uh the the performer will tell what's happening as it's going along and then every once in a while they'll do a recap of what you know so i gave you the cards you shuffled them it was a free shuffle you handed them back to me i did a cut and they may do that a few times along the way and if the trick's long enough you can change that story to cover up the shit that you did earlier. Well, they actually didn't do the first shuffle. You did the first shuffle or you did a shuffle afterwards, but you leave that out of the story when you recap it two thirds the way along. It's really fascinating. And so you're, you're, if you do it a couple of times, then you've rewritten everybody's memory of what actually happened so that when it comes time to reveal the trick, they're now, operating on the story that you gave them not necessarily the one that happened yes and 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 that is it that is hyp hypnotherapy yeah that's what yeah. hypnotherapy kind of like does and there was this this amazing guy milton erickson like i don't i really know only know a little about him but he was the absolute master of that um and uh you know he was the kind of guy he was uh in bed with like cerebral palsy or something like that and he couldn't move for a year or something and he was kind of like observing his sisters or something like his family and in he the was in the room and and he started he started understanding realizing all these patterns that were going on and he was like soaking everything in and he basically well that's the, at least that's how the story goes like that's how he became who he became by having like an extended period of time to watch people 
and kind of like understand what the the communication patterns were and the behavioral patterns and like all of this and uh it's it's absolutely fascinating how you can sort of and because that that's basically what what um good cognitive therapy kind of should be like where you just allow you know it's it's never something where that is manipulative really it's because you the 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 client, right? The patient has to do it herself or himself, right? Mm -hmm. So you, but you kind of like build the story where, where you kind of like allow these, like you say, like a part of the memory maybe gets kind of like removed so that mm -hmm. a new, a new emotion can get attached to an event that formerly was really bad for you, right? And stuff and like you're that. Stuck, you're stuck with, I mean, basically you're stuck with a story that doesn't, doesn't uh doesn't serve you it's misserving you so you want to exactly and and so and this is this is super, this is super fascinating because um and and I, I i'm just uh still kind of like shocked that not many people know about this but there is actually a way to min well to manipulate for yourself past experiences like you mm -hmm. can change memories you can change feelings you can change all sorts of things that you that so, sort of like kind of like were got into your body or were filtered or processed a certain way by working on the so-called um uh, not sure if it's like in german we call it sub sub modalities so like you would you would use language that describes physical sensations and where this physical sensations describe like you would say for example i have like a a dark gray cloud that sits right under my my heart and it's it's uh it has like a very fuzzy it's very fuzzy and like on the on the left uh side there's a little yellow dot right and like you would you would kind of like for 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 sessions and sessions you would kind of like describe these things and then you would sort of like allow the the person to change the features of that cloud so you'd say you would kind of give the person some sort of control that say okay you know, if you if you turn like your nose like this right the uh the um you you turn the image from uh color to black and white mm -hmm. like you know like continuously like something like that and then try and then it goes like try to do this and so tell me when your the what you feel changes like when you when the you know and so it is it is actually possible to um to really um, kind of like build new um, new branches into a pre-existing tree mm. by by sort of like reliving something, but at the same time you're kind of like allowed to change the the visualization of it, in no matter which which sense it's in. Right? Mm. It doesn't have to be visual, but you know. And it's it's extremely it's extremely powerful, and it's something that you you know everybody can learn. And basically, we do it, like um, we just don't do it very well or on purpose. You mean? Well, not anymore. I think it's something yeah. that we sort of have have lost. Like you I know, mean, like, it sounds like it sounds like shamanism, actually. Yeah, to it's be it's, a, it's a very simple thing. Like imagine imagine like a a bully from your school, like who kicked your ass, right? So now, like you could kind of like bring that image back and feel shitty. Right. But then you kind of like, you know, just in your mind, you place uh, a red nose, kind of like you make his nose red. Right. And uh -huh. suddenly, suddenly the experiencing of that guy's appearance 
in your memory changes. Right. And so, and this is just a simple example. So if, and like I said before, this only works if there's no more, um, if, 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 you're, if your mind is not countering um, as in um, working against that idea that you actually can make a change, right? Mm -hmm. But as if you're, if you're just open to making this change and you have that, that red nose, like it becomes available. So the next time that you get it, you know, something triggers you and you think of that guy, you have a choice. And, you know, the nose just may appear to be red from the beginning and you don't feel bad anymore, right? Mm. So, and it's it's fascinating because that is sort of like really um, very similar to how, how you rec uh, direct the attention of an audience as a magician. Mm. Right? And where you kind of like rewrite, you keep rewriting the story in circles kind of like where, where, where then the big surprise is a big surprise because the story has been rewritten three times, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. And I don't know what I don't know what our equivalent is in music, or you know, it's not always makes sense to do exact equivalents, but it is it is. Um, it's it's something that I'm I'm pondering. You know, yeah, I, I can think of a few, um, but you know, like um, there's a book. And I can't remember what it's called by Harry Houdini that I've read at some point. Harry Houdini was, I, is he, I don't know if he's known in the US, but. Oh yeah, yeah, super famous. Yeah, okay, he's super like famous. The guy. I mean, the old, yeah. old school guy. Old school guy, yeah. And there he has a book like which is pretty, pretty awesome. Like in a way it remi reminded me a little bit, um, just a little bit of that Robert Greene book that I, um, the the 48 laws of power oh yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah we once spoke about it's kind of it's kind of interesting but it's obviously a completely different style uh, but uh fascinating what you know what people kind of like always knew and uh were capable yeah. of executing or at least some some yeah, yeah. and the, the fascinating thing and and I, I i still have a lot of playing around to do with myself but um to pull off these tricks, you you have to be like, it's just like a musician, you have to be yourself, but you have to be sitting in the audience at the same time. Yeah. You have to be like, you have to have this double, double attention. Uh, uh, otherwise, you're, you're, um, you know, the musician who's, who's just kind of stuck on stage only with themselves, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't really work. Yeah, you just you you really need to know that your uh, maneuver, let's say, actually works. Like yeah. because if you if if you have any doubt that the maneuver uh, will work, there's no way you can you can cheat the whole audience. Like even yeah. if there's just one person that saw what you did, let's say, right, it's over. Mm. So I I think it's in that in that sense in music that doesn't really matter so much. Because like, yeah. if you don't, if you don't yeah. catch everybody at all the times, it doesn't really matter. There's more, there's more coming. Yeah. There's more coming. Yeah. People so, are, people are, it's in that, you know, it's a more abstract, um, art form. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, one of the things I do find really interesting and, um, maybe it's happening in the music world, but I'm just not in touch with it in the same way, but both in, uh, 
the people I know uh, learning jujitsu and also watching um, these card magicians, musicians, magicians, they, um, they're very uh, uh, super proactive in studying themselves in action. So lots of videos, working with mirrors, videoing themselves and analyzing the videos. The jiu-jitsu guys will fight and video themselves and go back through and find slow. One guy I worked with, he's like going frame by frame, looking to see how long he pauses in that certain spot. Uh, and the same thing with card magicians. And um, do, music, do musicians do that? Oh, but in psychotherapy, yes. <laughs> in psychotherapy, yes. yes. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know, there's, again, there are certain schools where that's the whole foundation of how people work, where they analyze um, human interaction. This is just like what I said about Milton Erickson. Like you, you observe something for such a long time and in slow motion, right? And you make like this uh, analysis of what's happening that is purely fact-based right so it's right. only you would only note observations and you would then do like your if then thing based purely on observations not on not on judgment at all and right. and there were a few guys who did that in the late 60s early 70s and they discovered for example this this the, the power of the submodalities mm. that the way that you uh, describe the sensual uh, or uh, sensual experiencing of of uh, what you did or what you do or what you you know that that gives you the key to change the impact uh, the emotional impact because like you know when we look at our five senses there's one of them which is really special which is like the you call it kinesthetic right like touch but the touch is not just touch it's also your emotions okay. it's so so the kinesthetic part of our experiencing is usually the one that becomes the well it's not for everybody but like for a lot of people it's the driving part the right? main one. so I, the main one everything everything that is uh, so so usually if you have a problem uh doing a certain thing like uh, or have if you have a phobia or something the phobia is not because is not because you uh don't know that the spider isn't poisonous you still run away Right? It's the fact that you have some sort of like emotional response tied to the experience of facing the spider, right? Mm -hmm. So, so, so this is this is really so. And I, you know, all of this kind of like goes back to people who, who, um, you know, were analyzing transcripts of of psychotherapy sessions and um, who are using video to, you know to go through it and exactly kind of observe like how like this skin color in people's faces changed uh, in conversation, stuff like that, to really understand what's going on. And, and there's so much, there's so much that um, human, that we already do as human beings. It wasn't really necessary to kind of like invent something new. All we had to do is to really pay close attention to what was really going on. And, and then, you know, we need, needed to find a way to kind of like systemize it so that it can be passed on and so that we can kind of like rediscover the uh, psychological toolbox that's available to us. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and I mean, with like, why not do that? I mean, at least like some people, some of us have used a mirror to, to practice in front. Right. Yeah, and and then, that's what, a, I mean, that's what a great 
teacher. I mean, that's what I that's what I saw with this Isaac uh, Isaac Perlman stuff with his students. He was not he was not um, he wasn't bullying them into doing it in a certain way. He would ask them questions and then tell them, uh, you know, make a suggestion that maybe he 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 always seemed to have. And obviously, I didn't study with him or anything, but just watching him work, he he. he he always seemed to have a technical um, proposition for them to try out mm-hmm. yeah. with with the instrument, you know, and yes. and that I mean, that's what a great teacher would would be, you know, not just trying to make you do their thing, but um, yeah. And here we go. So here we sort of come full circle. If you think about um, when we talked about the internet at the beginning and people watching uh, this kind of information being given away where where there's no real experience where, where you're not experiencing the results yourself but where they are being just presented right and but you you you're not having kind of lived through that basically means that probably some people get the sense that they actually have acquired knowledge exactly but they haven't mm-hmm. in fact they haven't and that that is that i that i think is sort of um going to um or that is a bubble that will burst mm-hmm. at some point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah when you're when you're uh tested or challenged on on it right yeah <laughs> you don't want to uh watch videos and jujitsu and then get into a fight right <laughs> no. no it happens all the time it, it actually happens all this time. yeah <laughs> You know, the funny, the interesting thing about the explosion about, of, of jiu-jitsu is that you cannot trust um, that you, you, you actually can't like you, I feel like you used to be able to um, observe someone on the street and you could know like basically whether they could kick your ass or something like that. Like you could, you could somehow make a judgment about uh, their capacity or their threat level or what lot, whatnot. And man, you can't anymore. There's so many skills out there and the scrawniest little fucker can break your arm in a second. And, and, uh, there's no way to look at that. And the big guys, maybe they can't move. Most likely they can't, the giant guys, you know, they, they, they can't, but you never know. And, and, you know, you also never know what kind of, uh, just, a level of brutality you're facing right like what what is the frustration in the person that you're you know talking to right so it doesn't it doesn't even have to have doesn't even have to have skills now if you have enough uh frustration in you and aggression in you and, right? and actually one one uh, um one uh theory i've seen presented several times is that all these skills of self-defense they're great but mm-hmm. but the best self-defense is wild rabid raccoon crazy actions and screaming that's the best defense Mm -hmm. like just 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 go hog wild bananas throwing and spinning and and uh and nobody knows what to do 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 with that and that's almost like like uh um being a being a total crazy person that's that's yeah there you go it's hard to manage sort of an explosion of aggression right exactly yeah 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 yeah. hey so uh, tell me tell me more about your um your magic tricks 
Um, because like, you know, I, just because I, I do want to come back to the uh, question of like, how, what do, how do we, how can we find things like that in music? Because I, I still think I have some ideas where yeah, it's actually I mean, being done. I, it's what's, what's really interesting. It's, it's, I'm at a, I'm at a place that was very similar when I first started practicing Aikido, like the first year or two of Aikido, I was like, oh, we could do that. Like, you know, like, like immediately I would think, oh, that's like music. We, we, you know, let's take this form and, and, and do that. And, and then after several years, I was like, uh, you know what? I just got to get, there's no, you don't, you don't do that. You got to just kind of go into it. And then um, making direct connections doesn't, making direct connections is like putting false you're putting like a false story before you know what the hell you're doing. So, uh, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, making too many direct connections just yet. But one of the things that is really, some of the things that are really interesting are about performance and we're not performing now. So I, I can't even, you know, uh, try it. But, but the thing that it, it is interesting that I, that I see, um, magicians talking about the musicians aren't talking about is that with with magicians every action has a purpose and they can tell you what that purpose is i'm doing this there's no random for a good one there's no random motion you know where the hands go it's going here and i can actually tell you why yes. when my hands go here and i step over here you know, or maybe, uh, I mean, there's all sorts of random motions. You're, you're, you're not very random at all on stage, but most people are, uh, you know, like I'm, I'm checking the volume knob on, on the bass again. Why? I never turn that down. <laughs> Why am I checking that? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so there's, and, and, you know, that's, that's probably a little too microscopic, but there is this sense of, um, of looking at the purpose of, let's say even, um, the set list or even uh, um, uh, just say form, like form in the music, like, you know, it's, it's not always easy to have a why, but, but, but somehow if you, if you address it, you're, you're, you're putting a higher level of intentionality into it and you're, you're, you're making deeper decisions. Um, a lot of, a lot of my musical life and a lot of projects I've been in there aren't you do a lot of stuff not by decision actually it's just what what you do you know and it's not like that in magic at all it's it's you know the 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 question is why and and some of the most fascinating for me is watching um musicians work with each other so there are guys who invent tricks for and I'm talking like top level guys like Penn and Teller and David Copperfield. And there's guys behind the scenes and they'll workshop their tricks. And I've seen a couple of, uh, of videos where they're workshopping a trick. It's fucking amazing. And it's like, damn, I would love to have that in the rehearsal room. Like, a, a, you know, a, a somebody who's really um, not there with their ego to say you should do it better, but like, here's how it's actually coming across. What if we uh, move this part to the beginning and, you know, like, like, like what a real, real good film editor would do, you know, like I get your story, but let's see, what if we move this scene to the 
first third of the film and we cut this part and put that over there and like holy shit it, it's uh you see this is uh super interesting i think first of all there, there is some something very different about creating music in a performance and and executing a magic trick in front of an audience it's like it's both performance for sure but one is more like theater and mm -hmm. the other is more like um music <laughs> so so where where you're sort of where you're leaving where you're leaving openings right mm -hmm. in music and i think that's sort of like but you know i was just reminded of my conversation with tony jabal where he was saying that when he started working with uh, with uh, theater people that mm -hmm. he was so fascinated like it sounded a little bit like what you were describing about the magicians like where the director would say you know you need to you need to be like one foot to the right mm -hmm. like and then they always go there and they will not question it they will be there and that will be part of what they do is like to execute the exact instructions that will kind of elicit that uh applause or emotion or whatever in the audience effect of what's going on the effect of what's going on and and as musicians I think this only be, uh, starts playing a role when you're part of a show like, like uh, Peter Gabriel um, yeah, theatrical performance. Like where, yeah, like I can remember the uh, what was it the was it called Up Tour with for us for the US album or the Secret World? I, 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 yeah, I mean, probably maybe Secret World. Yeah, exactly. <coughs> And, and that was that was pretty much like a like a play, right? And the, like the spectacle, people, almost like a circus. Yes, yeah. and yeah. and people kind of like needed to also to kind of like do certain things for the flow of the story to unfold, and and uh, that is just something that in uh, in purely uh, non theatrical musical performance simply, simply doesn't exist, right? Yeah. And yeah. and sort of sort of the focus is is on the storytelling and the uh, in the music itself. And there, as we know, we don't we don't really have much control over what the audience or the the listener, uh, what kind of story the listener experiences. Like even if you if yeah. you know like if you have your big chord at the end of the firework suite or whatever that that there is like probably goosebumps for some people, right? But that's all you know, really. Like there's. Uh, um, and and that's why I find it fascinating to play music that is bizarre or or mm -hmm. absurd or imp like improvised, but like like not improvised like tonality in a uh, in a specific key, but where it's like open because then you really as a program you have no idea what the audience experiences, and in a way I think that is sort of like a, a different kind of magic because mm -hmm. you're, you're you're opening you're opening this this field of of possibilities, right? That is like, like each person in the room can can have a different trip, mm -hmm. right? And so it's not about the it's not about getting everybody to experience the same trip. What the stage magician is about, but it's about letting each individual person experience their individual trip. Yeah. So and that's that's why I think there's there's no such. Um, that's why it's it's quite different. Yeah, it's totally, and, and, and it's a totally different medium. And and the, what what you kind of uh, present there is really um, my my ideal music situation too, where you're not um, 
it's not manipulation, but you're not, um, yeah, you're not trying to get everybody on the same boat. And, and, you know, uh, to be honest, I don't, I mean, I'm not an, I, I think we would both agree. We're not entertainers. <laughs> no. I think it's fair to say that, you know, so my, my strategy is it's not to be not concerned about the audience at all. Uh, being concerned about how the sound is, is hitting the ears and that's kind of about it. And then the, 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 the focus, I, I mean, my strategy is to just, um, I kind of take the strategy is the audience can't listen. I, this may or may not be true, but I take this, I try to take the position that the audience can't listen deeper than I do. So I have to go, I have to be listening harder. I have to be listening the most. And then everybody can ride through that. And if I'm not, if I'm not really listening that well, then, then I've, I'm kind of setting the, the top end of the bar. But nobody you, can just, just imagine you you become so amazing at what you do that you don't even have to listen anymore. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so in that sense, it's very different than a than a magical performance. But it's it, it, it so so in a, in a way that's what's interesting. Actually, that's one of the things that's interesting to me about it is that it really is. Um to the, the, the little bits are to a purpose. Um, not like our music aren't to a purpose, but it's, it's a different, it's, it's a different, it is a different aim. You know, in the, in the end, the aim is a kind of a feeling of awe that you're wanting yes. to offer. Yeah. That's true. But the, but the, the, the next level aim is, is, for, you know, is as, as you said, like uh, music is as uh, abstract and uh, stage magic is like the most concrete there is on this planet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> In a way, like you own, there's only this one, this one aim and this one result you want, and you want to make sure that everybody gets it. Right. And that's, and that is, that's why I, I also find it absolutely fascinating also just the 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 craftsmanship right like the uh and like you know this is interesting like there i have a hard time imagining what a real artist would be doing because like even the way that you describe it so far it's like you have to be a craftsman you have to do everything exactly like correctly and that is like building a a, a great uh, wardrobe right like, like right you know um and that's fine. And you can, you know, like it's, it's an amazing wardrobe and yeah. But what happens if somebody is like on that has all that, mm -hmm. but then that a little bit extra, which is, and, um, do you, um, I'm sure, you know, the prestige, right? The film, uh, which one is that? It's with uh, Hugh Jackman and uh, um, is David Bowie in that. Is that the yes, one yes. where he plays Tesla? Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's a, it's a good film. Yeah, I think because it it sort of like shows another uh, level of how 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 far you can go with mm -hmm. that, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and then I find it so funny because like uh, and I don't want to you know give things away for you, but but there is something beyond in that magic. There there's something that is beyond reality. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And 
which in reality of uh, stage magic is not like everything right. is, everything right. can be explained or can can you know Mm -hmm. so, that's an interesting film. Hey, so so with music, before I forget it, so what do you think about um, like great composers that sort of like find ways to sneak, um, say just by by um, just even like a great symphony where the composer finds ways to sneak in and repeat a theme, develop a theme, and sort of like have um, like even you know well even the famous guys have like having a, the theme at half tempo, double tempo, blah, 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 sometimes at the same time. And so, so there, I think there is, there's a way to, to, uh, to have a, a similar um, idea about the craft of creating a piece of music than, uh, um, or, you know, just like a magician might have about the trick, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, so, but, but then, but then we don't, we don't really know how that translates uh, to the listener again. Exactly. That's that's what's so fascinating because you you can't. You, there's no way to object objectify the experience, right? You know, I. It's so funny that, um, like, one of the the first artists I loved and still love um, is Mike Oldfield and Tubular Bells, for example, which is a great piece of music and people like people who just have no uh, idea about music. They don't really understand how, how amazing it is because it's also a variation on a theme. Like, mm -hmm. so, so if you're, and, but, but there were uh, like on side two, for example, like you have, um, I don't know, like maybe six or seven sections, right? And then second and fourth section are the same thing, just different arrangement. Mm. And third and fifth are the same thing. And I never, I never, I never heard it for a long time. Mm. It took mm. me a long time to understand that, you know, like this, that with just, just the magic of a different arrangement mm -hmm. of the same musical material, you mm -hmm. can create something completely different. But in the moment where I then start to realize, and this is, it's the same melody. Why did I not hear it? That is the same melody. And, you know, and that's, uh, and, and then of course that's, that makes the whole piece hold together, obviously. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, for me, I guess that's more the level that, it, that, that the idea of, of music and, 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 and the magic side come together more like um, you, you're using the, instead of using all the notes, you're just using two of them, which gives the illusion at first that you're in this key. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, but then you bring something else and uh, it, it, now you're not, or let's say we're playing in five, but you're not spelling it out like, like a hammer, mm -hmm. um, you know, and it feels like it's, you know, and then you, but, you know, then you, you bring it into a six or something, you know, that, that, that's, that's the more the interesting thing for me. And, and actually, that's actually what's really interesting about listening to music for me is where I, I think I know where I am. And then I either was wrong. I love that. Or, or you're, you're lured elsewhere, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's both what, what, what um, makes music interesting for me and it just makes the experience interesting and makes you 
um, I mean, the, the last thing that's interesting is to be listening to a piece of music and, and you just say, oh, I know, I, I know, I know that and I know where we're going. That's the end of the story for me. You know, that's why I, a lot of music is, I, I can listen to anything and find it interesting once. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I can just listen to, 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 to boring pop radio. I can, and, and, and get a lot out of it, you know, maybe twice if there's enough of a gap, but um the 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 uh, you know those those parlor tricks with the the tonality and the rhythm and and the melody and 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 lyrics as well um that's where it's really fascinating the vague the vague is leaning you know like real poetry where it's leaning in two different directions at the same time yes or the sounds are this way and the meanings leaning that way you know that's that's yeah yeah exactly like some of my favorite songs, which I found very, very sad, are actually just, uh, uh, you know, like uh, just major chords sometimes, mm, right? Mm, like mm. It, totally against what what this you know, scholars try to uh, teach you and stuff like that. Yeah, and you know, like this idea of um, uh, reharmonizing a melody, I think is is fantastic. Like Similar, you, have, right? you may you may have like. Uh, big, a good example is probably uh, something like uh, Jingle Bells, mm. right? And then you have like a uh, like an amazing uh, new music a big band playing a version of Jingle Bells. You still have the same melody, but you have these amazing chords and like it's a total fascinating sound. Like so, so it is it is kind of like possible to kind of like transfer or keep one element constant mm-hmm. and and change everything around it and. And yeah, like I'm just, you know, in, in magic, something like that may actually also be possible that people. Well, there's, kind of there's like, very, there's, it, it, absolutely. In fact, what it, there's, it's not like there's a limited number of tricks, but there's, there's, there's uh, like pick a card routines or there's another one, any card at any, any number. And, and then now the, 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 the trick is how, you know, how does Dizzy Gillespie play that? How does John Coltrane play that tune? You know, what's your, what's, you know, what's Frank Sinatra going to do? What's going to happen when the Ramones play it? You know, how are they going to do it? So it's definitely, there's definitely that kind of a thing. So I, there was a time when I was watching a lot of um, videos of, about mathematics and, and I also came across some uh, card, card things which were mathematics based. Mm. Right, where where like counterintuitive results or counterintuitive uh, assumptions over probabilities, mm. or, you know, about probabilities kind of played a role in the trick. Mm. So where where there was really like a not not you know not even a, a skilled routine necessary, but just by um, following a certain it works because of mathematics. Right. 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 Fascinating. That was absolutely fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, I would hope I was hoping we'd talk about that because it's the psychology of it. it it's really fascinating, the psycholo- psychology and um, I guess technic- technicality, tech, tech, technical, they, they, they are not far from each other. I mean, think think about it. Like, it's really it is the uh, uh, the art. I'm calling it art now, or craft of um, 
making people direct their attention. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, it's super fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, it, it, that in that sense, um, even in our kind of abstracty music style, and, and we don't obviously just do that. Um, there is that, there is that possibility for, um, you know, I'm hitting you with all this sound. Where's the focus? Yeah. And where should the focus be now? Should, you know, should we let it be on Pat's kick drum now? Should we, you know, take it to the singer? Should it be the flute player soloing over the top of the band? Should it be, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? As opposed to there's, there's a lot of, um, there's still a lot of elements that, 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 um, can be crafted, uh, you know, to, yeah, get, for sure. to, get, to get a clearer, to get a clearer picture, you know, even the most amazing, the most amazing films there are, the, the, the guy choosing the lenses of the camera, it's a big deal. It's yes. a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm all for, um, for embracing that. Uh, I just, so far in my life, I didn't have a situation where I was in with the right, I mean, I would have to learn it from the ground up, like to be uh, an actor, let's say, I, I've never done that, but I would be interested in, in, in incorporating that for well, it's, sure. It's, and you know, if, it's kind of a producer role, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's looking at, as the producer, as a, as a producer. Yeah. 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 But I mean, just, just, you know, this is why, why Nick Bear's stuff is so great. Like he has a guy who make, who does the lights and the light, you know, the guy that he travels with them. And he knows the right? music. And he knows the music. He knows the, the, uh, the dynamic stages that's in the pieces. And he can sort of like, um, really, really, um, focus the intention, attention. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah. I mean, there, um, one thing that comes to mind is also um, Tony Levin again. Like Tony Levin, I don't think that he has ever thought about it probably much, but he draws attention, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Like, and he does it. He does it by just, I guess, just being who he is. But then he's also been uh, educated by a life on the road and by playing with so many uh, artists and also with great personalities that he sort of probably just just learned things by osmosis you know <laughs> you know I yeah, guess. Seeing, seeing it happen you know you're, yeah. you're you're reminding me about um one of the uh amazing uh, uh, uh i don't know i don't want to use the word manipulation of attention but management of attention um mm -hmm. i saw david bowie only once in my life on the let let's dance tour after um Stevie Ray Vaughan had left the band. <clears throat> and I don't think Adrian came in. I don't think Adrian was on the stage. It would have been like 81. So it couldn't have been 83. Um, anyway, I mean, Bowie had, uh, he was kind of at that certain peak. He hadn't gone Glass Spider yet. He hadn't gone like, he hadn't gone GQ David yet. He was still but he, it was like his first big record and it was a big tour and it was in San Francisco and we were pretty close and he, you know, he just commands the stage and he mm -hmm. commands the audience. But what I saw 
I can only, I, I, one moment I distinctly remember, but it, it happened a couple of times during the show. He knew that he had the focus and every once in a while, he'd give it to one of the other players. Mm -hmm. He would give it to the guitar player and, you know, the guitar player would step forward for a solo, but that wasn't enough to take the attention away from David. He would take it off himself and put it on that guy. And we would suddenly not notice that David was there for a moment. And then he would take it back. Holy shit. That was something, you know, and that's, I mean, um, that's not just real stage craftsmanship, but also just managing like these intense energies, yes. 80,000 people, you know, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, okay. This was, this was great. Oh, good. <laughs> I'll see you next week. All right. Next week. Yeah. Number 10, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. Bye bye for now. Have a good night. Cheers. You too. Bye.